Welcome to the Freaking Geeks Podcast, the flagship podcast of Freaking Geeks Media. In this podcast, hosts Michael, Sarah, and Barry crank the geekiness to 11, covering everything from movies and television to pop culture, video games, books, and so much more. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The podcast is produced each week, so feel free to add us to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. The links will be in the show notes. Okay, now it's time to start the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode 67. Joined by Barry and Sarah. Ready for the biggest review of the year, I think. Yeah. Um, definitely the biggest review of the biggest movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, don't, no doubt. I don't think there's any doubt that this is without a, you know, that the biggest, yeah, without a doubt, the biggest movie of the year. You know, there's a lot of great stuff coming out. You know, we got Deadpool here in a few weeks and we got and Solo, Solo and, you know, of course it's the summer, so there's going to be a ton of blockbusters, but look, this is the biggest movie, you know, without a yeah. doubt. And it's got the box office to prove it. Got the box office to prove it and so much more. Uh, you know, before we get into anything, I want to ask you guys a question. Uh, what was it like when you were in the theater? You know, surrounded by all the people. Of course, it was packed. I'm sure it was sold out. And um, what was the atmosphere like for you guys? Well, um, see, mine, like the most for the majority, most people were pretty amped and there was quite a bit of high energy. But the people who are behind us, it's literally all the women there were girlfriends that didn't know what was going on and got tagged along. One girl who was directly behind me fell asleep. What? <laughs> Literally, I could hear her snoring. <laughs> it was wow. just so awkward. Uh, she was pregnant too, so I couldn't. I, oh, okay. I can't really knock her for falling asleep. Like, shit happens when you're pregnant. <laughs> but and I could just hear them the whole way through, just kind of asking questions, and it bothered me a bit. So my my view of the atmosphere was definitely disrupted by them. But for the majority, the people in the theater were super amped. Yeah, Rickard, yeah, what about you? Constant, constant applause mm. throughout. Yes, you know, and gasps throughout. I uh, gasps um, at the end a lot. Yeah, gasps, more. Yeah, more. Yeah, definitely a lot at the end. Um, yeah, just you, you. You could tell it was an audience that was ready to see that movie. I was sitting by some guys from nearby. You know, 50, eh, thirty miles away, and. They were, I mean, I don't know these guys, but, you know, you could tell they wanted to see it because, you know, our conversation obviously revolved around the movie. So, <laughs> you know, everyone, most of the people, you know, that I was around, probably 90% of the theater were familiar with, you know, Avengers and what was about to transpire. Yeah. So. Uh, same for me. I, I didn't get a lot of people around me that were talking, you know, uh, asking questions, things like that. It seemed like everybody, and look, here's the thing. If you're there opening night, you're most likely a diehard fan. Yeah, Um, true. Most people aren't going to be there at seven o'clock or eight o'clock or nine o'clock on opening night for a movie like this, unless, you know, they are already caught up on everything, all the back uh, story and have watched most of the MCU movies at this point, if not having done that and or read the comics. So it was rowdy. It was fun. Uh, there was a lot of excitement, cheering. I even saw some tears. So oh yes, there was tears. 
Um, but it was really great. Um, all right, so uh, we're going to do it like we usually do. We're going to get into, I think, the rundown for this movie. We'll give you guys the facts, and we'll get started here. So, of course, it was released April 27th, 2018, only days ago. Written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Directed by Anthony and Joe Russo, the Russo brothers. Runtime, 2 hours, 29 minutes. A budget of estimated $300 million, but that's $300 million production cost, and then probably twice as much for all the advertising. So basically like $600, I think, probably. I'm sorry, $600, $600 million. Um, yeah, easily. Yeah. I'm sure of it, because I'm sure like half that budget has to be like paying the cast. Probably. Um <laughs> Box office, uh, 282.4 million uh, domestic at this point, 502.5 million uh, foreign, but that's also minus China, which it doesn't open until I believe May 11th, I believe. So wow, that's going to be China, huge. <laughs> that's going to be huge. Seriously, when it hits China and that opens yeah. up, it's going to be. So it's 784.9 million at the moment, but of course, it's going to cross the 1 billion by <laughs> the end of the week. Pretty yeah. fast. Yeah. Possibly by Friday. <laughs> right. So uh, stars Robert Downey Jr., Chadwick Boseman, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Tom Holland, Benedict Cumberpatch, and many, many, many more. I'm not yes. going to go through the whole list. <laughs> it's just, it's ridiculous. Most, <laughs> mostly unknown actors, you know. Of course. Yeah. yeah. First major role. Never heard of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So let's um, let's get into trailer talk. So, uh, there was a bunch of trailers. Uh, the the five that I saw, one was Solo with the new trailer that just came out recently. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, Barry, let me ask you a question. Did this trailer make you want to watch this movie more? Were you worried about this before you saw this trailer? What were your thoughts in general and after having seen this? No, I mean, I you know, the very first trailer I wasn't sold. Second trailer more so, and now probably even more so. Um, you know, the more different characters and sets and stuff you see in these trailers, the more I'm getting into this movie. I mean, there, was, there wasn't a doubt I was going to see this regardless. Uh, but now I'm a little more amped to see it. So, yeah, I guess the trailer did its job. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, one thing I'm worried about with the solo thing is that y- you see a lot of all of the cast except for Han Solo. Like, he doesn't have a lot of lines, and he's the one character in this movie that is the main character, but we haven't seen a lot of him. Yeah. You know, we've seen a lot of the others, but that's I'm kind of worried because I'm not sold on him, sold on everybody else. Like, I think everyone else is perfect, but I'm yeah. still not sold on him yet. Okay. Um, I'm not worried. I, I'm glad they're kind of actually holding back on him. I want to be surprised. I want to anticipate seeing how he does in this movie. Yeah. Everybody else, I think, is do, is doing great. Uh, I, I'm fine with him so far. But given that he's the star, I want to see restraint there. Because I'll make my judgment when I see the movie. I don't want to have you know, eight trailers featuring most of the scenes with him in it in the movie. Um, mm. I'd rather just wait and see it. Yeah, so. that's true. All right. Awesome. Um, what about Uncle Drew? 
So, I didn't see this trailer. I saw this trailer and yeah. I mean, no, it's not it's not the worst trailer I've ever seen, but it's just it's right. fun. Yeah, it's fun. Is it's meant to be, you know, what it is, and uh, you know, who knows? It could be a really good time, but it just looks like one of those movies which just pairs a bunch of people together that that used to be basketball players, makes yeah. them look really old, and yeah, you'll get a lot of your NBA audience, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's probably gonna be. Oh, but, Shaquille but, O'Neal's in it? Yeah. Well, I'm just going to pass on that real quick. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You know, uh, I can't stand Shaq as an actor. I mean, nope. I just can't do it, but whatever. <laughs> I, know, I won't be it, seeing it. If it's a Shaq movie, you know he's doing either karate or break dancing. And that's, you know, that's kind of his <laughs> shtick. So whatever, but you know, there, there, that trailer there does look like some there's some funny parts in it. So yeah, uh, it's it's a rental, <laughs> you know, it's a rental. It's a it's a catch it on TV at three in the afternoon. Yeah, kind of yeah. exactly. For me. Um, all right, Venom new trailer. So this was actually oh, yes. really important because the first trailer did not impress me whatsoever, Correct. and while this one I think impressed me. A little more. I'm still not sold on this movie. The special effects honestly look okay at right now. They look okay at best, and it's not easy considering what they're trying to do because of the suit and everything and how it moves. And but yeah. like, there's that one shot in the trailer where he kind of jumps off his bike, and then you know the suit kind of reaches out and kind of pulls him back on the bike, and it yeah. just did yeah. not look very good to me. No, I mean, if that's there, you know how like in all the Marvel trailers, there's that, you know, there's that one scene that you're like, oh, you know, like you're blown away by what you see, even in a trailer. If that's their, you know, if that's their uh, moneymaker in terms of special effects on that scene, uh, this could hurt because I was not impressed at all with that part of it. The part I was most impressed with, of course, is when, you know. He's Venom, you know the yeah, the very end voice. of the yeah yeah that so yeah that is gonna be pretty cool yeah see look I don't yeah. I don't doubt Tom Hardy as an actor I think he's gonna bring it um he never oh, I think well, yeah. fails to live up to my expectations when he's in a movie but you also have to make sure that special effects are, are really fantastic. Um, I'm just right now. I'm I'm worried about this movie. Honestly, it's got mm. a lot of ground to make up for me. I mean, I'll see it, but right. at least oh, in the yeah. trailers, I'm not. I, I'm kind of worried that this movie may not be very good. I mean, it's not looking good. For, it's just not looking good to me. I, I think it's um. Right. It's, the one thing I do have an issue with is like like you said. You know, the when it comes to being fully venom, it's beautiful. It's a wonderful looking thing. But it's the tendrils that don't, they don't look well animated. They Mm. should be like more like fleshy, like tattered skin pulling at things, not just like these vine, like muscly vines grabbing at things. Like it just looks weird. It doesn't look like. Yeah. And what I don't like about it so far from what I've seen, and you know, I mean, this is all subject to change, is like how this, you know, that black, whatever, tendril y stuff just shoots out of anywhere on him 
could be and his clothes are fine yeah exactly like how is it shooting out of the middle of his back yeah how's how is it coming off the sides and like pushing cars away from him like you know what i mean like wouldn't I it rip know. the wouldn't you rip better the shirt show off. us editing your clothes yeah like wouldn't it, it should rip the shirt off yep. yeah no. none of us would complain yeah <laughs> seriously yeah. do it guys <laughs> All right, yeah. so uh, let's move on to Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, new trailer. And it, it, the first trailer for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom did not impress me all that much. I was really worried. I was I was very yeah. well about it on the podcast. But I'll be honest, this trailer, I'm I'm actually more psyched to see this now. Uh, I, f- I get um, a sense of what they're trying to do here, what the story is. Um, I feel better about this movie. I still don't know how good it's going to be, but I'm not as worried as I was before. Yeah, I really dig the chemistry between Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. It's really good between the two of them. Well, it's not hard with Chris Pratt. I mean, anybody can interact <laughs> with Chris Pratt and yeah. have pretty good I think, chemistry overall. I think he's a pretty easygoing guy. But, <laughs> yeah. You know. But, Rick, what did you think? Uh, you know, I'm... I always like, I mean, I'm never first in line for the Jurassic Park movies, and I'm always surprised how much money they do bring in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looks entertaining. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm definitely going to see it. I've always been a dinosaur guy, you know, kid. I love dinosaurs. So, you know, no, I'm, you know, I'm excited, but not, you know, crazy excited at this point. Okay. All right. Ocean's 8. Uh <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> Ocean, um, why bother? Yeah. You mean you mean Ghostbusters? I mean <laughs> Okay, so the thing is, um what doesn't it doesn't bother me at all that it's it's a bunch of women out there trying to kind of do an Ocean's movie. I think trying to create a familial connection between her and Danny. Like Danny it, this is what he does, right? This is what he's so good at, and it just so happens that his his sister, I think, if if I'm not correct, I think she's his sister. Right. But now it just so happens that she also does the exact same thing, and she's really, really, really good at. And like Danny, she like laid in her prison cell and thought about this until the day she got out. Like it just it seems, yeah, it just seems too derivative honestly it's like i went through the imdb cast and at the beginning i'm like oh you know there's actually some good people involved with this you know you got dakota fanning you got anne hathaway and you know you got sandra bullock and then you keep scrolling down and you hit rihanna kylie jenner kim kardashian and all these bullshit people you don't want to see on the screen and it's like (laughs) i'm fucking out (laughs) You had me with Anne Hathaway. You lost to me with Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I was mm. in and out like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why do I'm that, just, guys? I just, I, you have Richard Armitage in this movie. Don't fuck it up with bullshit celebrities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, uh, I have no interest. Okay. Nope. <laughs> lost my ticket like that. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's get into this. So let's do the one sentence review. Um, for me, I put, uh, this is the definition of a blockbuster, period. There we go. <laughs> wow, that is the shortest re- one-sentence review you've ever uh, written. <laughs> I, by the way, mine's shorter. Go ahead, Sarah. I, I, oh, I go first? Okay. 
Uh, I wrote, this is a culmination of what makes Marvel the best. An amazing story, incredible actors, and a ton of superhero joy. Mm-hmm. Okay, my ever so loquacious uh, review has been cut down to three words. DC, take notes. <laughs> there we go. Nice. Nice. Right. I'm clapping too. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we need that. We need that. Uh, we need a sound effect of uh, applause, Michael. Right. That'd be awesome I, to just kick in whenever. I'll see if I can find something. Put that on your soundboard. That'd be sweet. <laughs> uh all right um well let's uh before we get into everything else we'll do our patreon ad do you like podcasts about movies television shows books games and pop culture how about sports like football and tennis here at freaking geeks media one of our many goals is to create a variety of podcasts that you can enjoy listening to From the Freaking Geeks podcast to Hungry for Hannibal, Friday Night Mikes, the American Gods podcast, and Stranger Things, we know that giving you an assortment of options is one of the best ways of bringing you back for more. But it does take quite a bit of work and expense on our end to make these podcasts a reality. Patreon gives us the opportunity to make a living doing what we love. However, to do this, we need your help. By donating as little as a dollar a month, you get access to both past and upcoming Patreon-only content, as well as early access to regular episodes before they appear on iTunes. Other tier rewards include monthly Loot Crate giveaways, access to live broadcasts, Freaking Geeks t-shirts, magnets, and much more. We can honestly say that anything given is greatly appreciated. So, consider supporting us by going to www.patreon.com slash freakinggeeks and check out what we have to offer. We think you'll like what you see and hear. All right, so the plot synopsis for this movie, Thanos, you know, in an attempt to balance the universe, is striving to locate and combine the power of all six Infinity Stones. Uh, despite the fact that the Avengers have split, they and others must come together to stop him from accomplishing his greatest dream, which is, of course, to wipe out half of the universe in a single moment. So, uh, sure. Rake, um, you know, what did you think of this movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard May- to have general thoughts, right? right? Yeah, right? Just Oh, man. I mean, I'm not going to try to ramble on too much, but... Um, well, I'm just going to say amazing for starters. Um, you know, a lot of people, if it weren't for the fact that everyone knew that this was getting filmed back to back, you know what I mean? That this is filmed as a two parter, um, because of all we've read on the internet, this could work as a standalone movie, you know, like if Marvel slash Disney, whatever came out, you know, two years ago or a year ago and said, you know what? You know, we want to take a break for a while. We're going to create this Infinity War movie. And that's going to wrap it up for, you know, a long stretch. This would have satisfied that. Yeah. You know? And I think there would have been a lot more weight to the ending, too, if they had done that. Yeah. But, but you know, unfortunately, knowing that, you know, what we know in terms of, you know, that people are still filming or have filmed, this, you know, in the second part and. You know, what's the sequel called? I mean, we know that, you know, a lot of things that happen in this movie need to be undone, if you will. You know, or there's a second act to just this 
storyline. So it's in a way it's almost like kind of a bummer because I think it would have been an amazing, you know, standalone movie and a nice ending to Marvel movies, MCU for a stretch. I'm not saying forever, but definitely for a stretch. Okay. Uh, you know, um, but, you know, it goes back to what both of you already said, you know, superbly written, full of surprises, big on the awe factor. Um, I, I think, and then, of course, and I know we're going to hit on this, the introduction of uh, Thanos was brilliant. And, uh, Brolin did a just oh, awesome job. And, he was great. You know, we, we've all sat here and said, you know, man, you know, Marvel movies are great. But they just can't seem to, you know, get a good baddie on there. Well, they got one now. You know, Thanos is a fantastic villain. And I don't even want to call him villain, per se. Maybe I'll just call him the uh, antagonist. Seriously, you know like, I mean? he's not a villain. Like, he doesn't have no. malicious intent. Like, his right. his will is to do something that he yeah. thinks is going to better the universe. Yeah, I, I think if he had his choice, if he was like, you know, if they said, hey, all right, Thanos, when you snap your fingers, you're going to kill you know, half the population of Earth, you get to pick, you know, what population disappears or whatever. I think he probably would have let our heroes alone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think he would have left uh, the MCU people alone. You know, it's just he knows that, you know, he's he's going to do this and he thinks it's for the better. So it just so happens that, you know, we see a lot of uh, uh, dispersion. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll call it dispersion simply because uh, that's an old Photoshop trick. Oh, dispersion. You know? Yep. Yeah, dispersion <laughs> effect is an old Photoshop trick. So when I saw those characters disperse, you know what I mean? That's uh, That reminded me of, uh, you know, some graphic art stuff. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, one of the great things about Thanos is a, is a, well, like you said, antagonist or however you want to go about it is – they really, in this movie, in terms of the script, they, they took something that I think is really important, which is don't make your villain a villain. Make him somebody who thinks they're the hero. Those are the best mm. villains, by the way, because it's not like he's got this nebulous goal of destroying the universe or taking over or whatever. Uh, he has a reason for doing what he's doing. In his mind, he's doing the heroic thing. He's doing the hard thing. Mm. He's willing to take on the hard journey and to make the hard decision. I don't think it's easy, by the way, what he's doing in terms of like snapping his fingers and destroying half of the life in the universe. I don't think that he sees that as just such an easy decision to make. I think he's made peace with what this would do. I think he understands full well the consequences of getting the Infinity Stones and putting them on the gauntlet and then doing what he's got to do. It's no different than someone going into war knowing full well that they could die, but but knowing it's for the greater good, you know, that they may do something that could result in other people's death, but in doing so, it's for the benefit of mankind. So I mm -hmm. think in this, it's the same thing with Thanos. He sees what that could happen on a macro level in the universe. It happened on a micro level on his planet. And now he's doing what he's got to do in his mind to make sure that doesn't happen across the universe. And that's why he's such a good villain, because at least in part, 
why he's such mm. a good villain. And then, of course, the stuff with Gamora, and we'll get to that. But I think just in terms of that, it's a motivation we can understand as viewers. So even though you might think he's crazy, like, oh, I can't believe he would, he would actually do this, you can understand where he's coming from. And the moment you do that, you've already achieved so much in a movie because it makes us, the viewers, sympathize and relate and understand the villain. And when you do that, it works well. They did it with Black Panther. They did it with this. This is what they got to do moving forward each movie is make sure that the villain has pathos and uh, you can see where they're coming from. So I think that's why it works so well. Sarah, what do you think? As a movie in general? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty amazing. There's so much to unravel and discuss and go into with this movie because there's a ton. But I think as a whole, it's pretty freaking amazing. I don't think I can't think of anything like that faulted on. You know, I'm trying to think like yeah. you talked about all these good points, but I don't think it has any faults. It's pretty amazing. Like, I, if you haven't read the comic books, so like my husband filled me in on like parts I missed because I haven't read the comic books but I gotta think like if somebody kind of goes into this blind you'd have a few questions you'd be confused about a few things but that's really all I can think about like the movie itself is pretty amazing okay let's let's talk about all the good stuff there are a few things I want to bring up that that could be very very slight issues for me but we'll go to make sure to talk about the good stuff first um I have two words for you sweet rabbit Love it. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> it took me a second to remember, like, oh yeah. The pairing of Thor <laughs> The pairing Rocket of Thor and Rocket is just it was just great. I, I loved every yeah. every moment yes. together with those two. I thought they were um they worked well, put it that way. You got yeah. upgraded from a trash panda to a rabbit. <laughs> yeah, that was you know, it was it was really nice how Marvel, as always, can still have enough humor in a movie to, you know what I mean? Take such, you know, this was a, this is probably one of the darker Marvel movies. The darkest, yes. Yeah, easily the darkest, you know, uh, I should have said. (laughs) But, you know, but yet they can still interject humor at will. It's still funny. And, but yet, you know, you don't lose track of what's going on, you know, as to where I think Thor Ragnarok was a little over the top, (laughs) you know. Um, But no, that was... Yes, that was, what a great movie. Rocket talking to Bucky about selling his arms, like yeah. get that arm. <laughs> get that, yeah. yep. Like, well, yeah, you you're gonna get that arm. Cause, I uh, I know Michael had said something like you can see this movie without having seen the rest of the Marvel movies and still enjoy it, and I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, you know, it it is that type of movie. I think it's one of those movies that it could be a jumping on point even, uh, but. You know, if you've seen all the other Marvel movies, like I'm sure we all have, you know, it, it was so much more. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I totally when you agree. understand the little things. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you sit down and you watch this movie and you haven't seen most, maybe none, possibly, of the other movies, uh, mm-hmm. you can still really enjoy it. But I think in terms of appreciating it more, and like you said, Sarah, the details, getting a lot of like the in-jokes... Uh, character dynamics, um, group dynamics, even 
I think that's where having seen the other movies really helps. And of course, some of the backstory and, and all that as well, that definitely helps as well. But, you know, I do think that this is just a great movie in general, you know, and, you know, Marvel has their formula. They know what they're doing. They mix comedy, you know, with great character development and enough darkness to make sure that there are stakes in the movie. And I think with this, they really, really I backed do away from the microphone for that one. <laughs> they really do uh, a great job of uh, making sure that they um, have enough comedy to balance out some of the darkness. And there is a lot of darkness in this movie. Uh, you know, we start out, right? Like, Rake, you said the introduction, right, with uh. Thanos was great. And I can't agree with you more. It was brilliant. Uh, it was right. brilliant to jump into the situation. We didn't have to see the attack start out and you know spend 15, 20 right. minutes to get to where we got in the beginning of the movie. We started out in the middle of that scene. You know, Heimdall killed Loki. Uh, Loki yeah. dead. Right. That told me every, that told me where we were going. That told me the stakes of this movie when Loki died. Definitely. Yeah. And that was brilliant. Keeps on the edge of your toes, like, because throughout the entire movie, you don't know who's going to get it. Yeah. And that just sets the tone of, like, anybody can get it. And anybody is totally, you know, a, a target at this point. Yeah, so, right. so, Rake, I want to ask you quickly. Um, I think one of the things, if there is a criticism in general with superhero mm -hmm. movies across the board, for the most part, um, it's that you oftentimes don't really feel like there are any real stakes involved. I mean, we know the heroes are going to live. They're going to come out on the other end. That's what happens in you know, every single one of these movies. Uh, you know, They'll have some scrapes. They get into tight situations. Maybe they lose a friend or something. But on the whole, they're going to be fine. So we're, we're just kind of watching the journey more or less. I think that that's one of the reasons why this movie is so good because it's embracing the darkness. It's saying, Hey, look, some of these characters you really like, they're gone. And <laughs> I do think moving forward, they need to embrace the fact that some of these characters, and it's not just for these, this movie um, and, and even for the next one possibly, but all the ones going down the road, there needs to be actual stakes. People need to be able to die and not be, you know, brought back or finding some way around it. I think that having Loki die, having Heimdall die, Gamora, which we'll talk about in a second. I mean, these are people who are gone. And I respect movies that are willing to do that. You have to kill your darlings. That's what they say when you're writing a book kill your darlings your favorite characters you can't be so attached to them that you're unwilling to get rid of them and i think that yeah. stands here as well and i think it's it's a good thing they did this i really appreciated them taking this step so anyway what are your thoughts on that in general on um, what that was i mean just you know comic, sorry that was like a long one thing comic book, <laughs> comic book movies generally don't kill off mm. most characters because they just don't they don't put them in any danger that you really feel like, oh, they may not make it. But right. in this, they, they didn't. At least some of them. Yeah, I think, I think you know, you're right. 
Um, but at the same time, I think, you know, after seeing, you know, all these characters die, if you want to call it that, uh, you know, it, it, you, you realize a couple minutes later, like, okay, are they really going to be dead? You know what I mean? Which, you know, is almost like what happens in the comic books. Mm-hmm. You know, every, you know, when Superman died, for example, you know, death of Superman is huge, was a huge to do. We all knew that he'd be back. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of that is going to depend on what the next Avengers brings. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To really send that home. But I think in the moment during watching Infinity War. Yeah, I mean, it does. You know, it, it was amazing to see Marvel have the cojones to kill all these heroes. And I think that's one part of the movie that I thought had a fault to it. And that is the fact that they killed off so many characters, so many characters that we love and that you need for certain movies that are going to continue on that it gives away that, you know, they're coming back. And the fact that they kept, you know, their most darling of darlings alive just signals that, they're not dead now, but they're going to be. It's gonna like end up being kind of a soul stone thing where you can someone's gonna give a life to get a life back. And that's how you know you're gonna get your favorite characters back. Like right. they killed too many that I just know like I right. there's no weight to it. Because I yeah. know they're gonna be back. Agreed. You can't kill off uh Scarlet Witch, like she's gonna come back for sure. Mm. I think it's Spider-Man. Spider-Man's going to oh, be back. Oh my god. Because because oh. we know he has another movie. That was movie. the one that got to me. <laughs> Cuz we know he's going to be back cuz he has another movie. We know that. Uh, but know? watching that kid that's die like, was heartbreaking. That's yeah. If you look at the release schedule in the next, you know, couple of years, we know there's some of these characters that are gone that are going to have to be back because they've got more movies coming. So I think that was maybe if they're looking to actually for the people that don't know the storyline in the comics um, to make them really feel like these characters are gone. Maybe that was kind of a mistake is we're, we're taking characters away that we know will be back because they've got movies coming out. So black Panther, Spider-Man, Dr. Strange, like these are all characters that, that have to come back in some way. So Hey, here's something for you, Michael, and I don't mean to try to, you know, take over by any means. Um, Asking you guys, what is your favorite little thing in this movie? Little thing? Yeah, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, it could be a a particular scene, a particular line, a particular Easter egg. What was your favorite little thing about this movie? You go first, Michael. Um... (sighs) Boy, that's that's a. I know. I, I'm, I'm like you okay. Can name like five things that I'm were like. Whoa. I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna give you two. One's gonna be very small but emotional. One's gonna be big and uh like you. This is when you stand up in the middle of the theater and you pump your fist and you yell, you yell yeah, kind of thing. So the first one is the Gamora scene with Thanos. Um, mm-hmm. and more importantly, it's it's the moment when Thanos realizes that he has to sacrifice Gamora and the tear is coming down his, you know, cheek. And, um, you know, Gamora of course is, she thinks she's triumphant because in her mind she's won because there's no way that Thanos 
could love anything, you know, and that's why, you know, in her mind, he he was defeated that she had won because he couldn't sacrifice anything because how could he ever sacrifice anything if he doesn't live love anything? And, you know, when she realizes that he has to sacrifice her and that he loves her and that, you know, that's the sacrifice that he's making, it's this just this amazing mixture of amazement on her part sorrow and then of course just you know rage at the same time and um that was the one moment the other moment for me was thor with uh, uh stormbringer or breaker breaker sorry i was see bringer Star- stormbreaker um when he comes down into wakanda and just wipes out just that was amazing like that was the moment I just wanted to stand up in the theater and I just wanted to yell, "Yeah, it's awesome! So awesome!" So that's it. Uh, Sarah, what about you? Honestly, like something that really made me happy in the movie is um, when Spider-Man's snuck onto the ship and they're trying to figure out how to kill the one guy, uh, and <laughs> the bad guy is. Like, there's no way you can defeat my heart. I'm stronger than you. And he's like, yeah, but the kid's seen more movies. And just blasts him outside of the out of the hull and just seals it back up. Yeah. The fact that they made alien references is amazing. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I never even thought of that one again. Yeah, yeah I love that. Huh. Like, yeah, the kid's seen more movies. <laughs> Rick, what about you? Uh, a particular scene that really sticks out that really, you know, got my geek juices going was uh when they showed dr strange and like all his multiple arms oh yeah mm-hmm. oh that was awesome i mean i was you know i like dr strange the movie i enjoyed it mm-hmm. but i've never you know uh, if you look through my library of comic books you might run across one or two dr strange comics i mean i'm not a big dr strange fan but this movie really did a lot for me for dr strange you know what i mean like I have a friend that hasn't seen Doctor Strange yet, and he was asking me about Infinity War and so forth. And he's like, yeah, I only haven't seen one movie yet, and that was the Doctor Strange movie. And I told him, I was like, listen, Doctor Strange is a key player in Infinity War. Like, do yourself a favor. Like, watch Doctor Strange before you see Infinity War. Just get familiar with his character. Yeah. And he literally just rented it off YouTube, and then after that went straight to Infinity War. And uh, he was glad he did because, you know, I mean, Strange played such a big role in this movie. Um, but when he did that thing where he was up in, like, you know, meditation pose and then he saw all those arms doing that, I was like, oh, man, sweet. Yeah. Um, how about, how about disappointments? Do we, all have, do we all have a particular disappointment? Um, Gamora. Okay. The death of Gamora or just? Yeah. Oh, okay. That whole scene. The fact that the the Red Skull tells them that like yeah you have to sacrifice something you love and he turns around and she's there I was instantly disappointed I'm like you're not smart enough to click in you're not running like everyone in the theater's like oh come on <laughs> like even if you don't think he's capable of loving anything you are the closest thing to love like, even if he doesn't he thinks that he loves you. So mm-hmm. even if he doesn't actually love you, you're still going over that cliff. Start running. <laughs> right. Oh, it, it bothered me so much. Like, I understand the weight of that 
scene, but the fact that she didn't click in quicker bothered me so much. Well, I mean, to be fair, even if she tried running, he's got the gauntlet with all. Of it. <laughs> he's he put just, some effort in. It, it, I, it's like it's like an ant running from a, a person with a boot. You know, it doesn't yeah, matter. True. You know, she is the point. strongest woman in the galaxy, as they say more than once mm-hmm. in this movie. If anyone true. has a chance of getting away from Thanos, it would have been her. Not with yeah, that gauntlet. And in the comics, they say the same thing. She's definitely one of the most powerful, you yeah. know, characters. Well, you know, especially females. I think for me, I want to say, uh, in terms of disappointment, I, I think I wanted a little more out of, I cannot think of the name, um, <laughs> Peter Dinklage. Um, oh, really? The giant dwarf. I wanted... What's his name, Ray? Can you remember? Peter um, Dinklage, you just said it. I know, no, oh, the character. His character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, is yeah, it I, 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 uh, Eiffel, I, I, Fury, I, geez, what is that? I can't remember. Well, anyway, I wanted, I wanted more out of that. I, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to see a flashback to what that place looked like when it was fully operational. Where yeah. they were all there doing what they were supposed to be doing, the th- the things are running smoothly before Thanos got there. I wanted to see a flashback. Not I. W- I don't need to see the whole scene. I don't need to see a long thing. I just wanted to see a glimpse of what it looked like when it was fully operational and everybody was there and they weren't dead. Itri, I think his name is yes, Itri. Yeah, Itri. Okay, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. that was one thing for me. I think the other thing too is. As much as I appreciate the enormity of what they were trying to do through the, throughout this movie, there was such a strong momentum to this movie that there was almost never a second to stop and breathe mm. at any point. Like there was never any time to catch your breath, to even have uh, a couple of minutes where you're just not, you know, doing anything you know crazy there's no big action scene going on michael just wanted a restroom break come on basically (laughs) yeah um so i think that i wish there was a uh a few minutes here and there throughout the movie that we would have been able to do that but i also realized two and a half hours given what they had to Uh, do there was no way they had no time to do mm -hmm. that really right Uh, what about you uh lack of hulk okay yeah, I mean, oh, I know, he, I know, yeah, I know he got whooped in the beginning of the movie, but yep. I, I just didn't like the whole oh I can't turn in the Hulk thing all, all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Well, what do you expect? You know, less basically, look what happened to me in Ragnarok. You know what I mean? Like I, I can't figure this guy out, this green guy as he likes to call him. Um, you know, and I'll be honest, and I, I'll hit this later when we talk about the acting. I thought Ruffalo, I wasn't sold on Ruffalo's performance in this movie. Okay. Too much laughing. Like, he just seemed like he was awkwardly smiling through scenes that didn't require awkward smiling. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I just, I think and he was, I'm a yeah. Ruffalo fan. Yeah. Me, me too. But, yeah, I was not sold on his performance in this movie. I think it was one of the weaker performances. And then to tie that in with the fact that, you know, we literally got two minutes of the Hulk, maybe, at the beginning. Maybe a minute. Yeah. It was like, really? I mean, the Hulk is, you know, <laughs> you know, he's a pretty big player in this in, in the Marvel universe, and that's what we got. So that was my disappointment. Well, I think that yeah. they'll 
they'll rectify that in the second movie. There's going to come they, a point where he'll have be- his chance to get revenge. They better. Yeah. All like Tony Stark had to do was say like uh, Black Widow's hair job is shitty and the Hulk would have come out. Because that's the one thing they both have with Bruce Banner and the Hulk have in common. They both love her. So you mm. insult her or put her in danger, he would have probably come out. Ah, uh, that's true. Cool. Um, so here's a question for you guys. One of the okay, actually, Rick, when you said about what's the most disappointing thing, mm. if there's one thing that I need to harp on for a second, there is a moment in this movie where a character to. does something that just seems out of character. So of, let's talk about the Thanos battle on Titan, and when Peter Quill, despite knowing you know what they're doing, uh, what they're trying to do, um, yeah. hey, you want to you want to hit Thanos? Fine. How about you do that after we get the gauntlet off? Yeah. I just, Seriously, I was I was yelling at the I, screen. I didn't like that because look, Peter is not that much of an idiot. They've right. just been fighting this guy for the last however long, and the whole thing is about to get this gauntlet off of him. And yet, when he finds out Gamora, which I understand, I get it. I, you know, in his situation, I would be extremely upset, but I would not be so upset that I wouldn't, I would just try to get the gauntlet off harder, quicker. Um, you One know, woman every, versus trillions of lives. It's, it, it's understandable on one, you know, point because of his emotional involvement, but at the same time, given the enormity of the situation that they're facing, the fact that, and by the way, you have Tony, who is not the most stable person in the world um telling him hey peter just don't do anything don't hit him man we got to get this glove off we're almost there and yet you know yeah it just it just felt it didn't you know what it didn't feel character driven it felt plot driven that's what bothered me because it was like we need peter to hit him so that thanos gets the upper hand again and we're going to make sure that this happens rather than this is what Peter would do. And I don't think in that situation, given the stakes involved, that Peter would have done that. Agreed. Yeah, I totally agree, too. That was one thing that bothered me. Yeah. So. And also the fact that we didn't get to see Pepper Potts die. I was really looking forward to that. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Bloodlust. <laughs> I hate her so much. Yes. Her vendetta uh, is just ridiculous. So, Raker, given the fact that you – Know your comics, of course. Um, no, what did you think? Well, yeah. What did you think about the interaction between Tony and Doctor Strange? Uh, which I know a buddy of mine at work loved it. He was so happy with the way they interacted because I guess that's how they interact in the comics because they're more or less the same person, right? I mean, they're very yeah. much the same. Yeah, the same big world. egos and mm-hmm. yeah. That's true. I, I um, like no, that. I liked a it. Of respect there too. Yeah, you know, I mean, it goes back to what I was saying earlier about Doctor Strange. Like, even after the first movie, has you know, I, I liked it, but I wasn't in love with it. But after seeing uh, Infinity War, I, you know, I really liked Doctor Strange, um, and a lot of that is because of the, uh, you know, the dialogue or relationship or whatever you want to call it with Tony Stark. Like, I think those two fed off each other perfectly. And, you know, you were talking about with the comics. Well, uh, you know, they both were part of the, basically the Marvel Illuminati. Right. Um, so <laughs> that was kind of cool to see them 
you know, back in those that role, if you will. So no, that's fantastic. I think Cumberbatch and and Downey Jr. did perfect playing off of each other. You know, but I think with this cast, I think everyone did perfect playing off of each other, with the exception of Ruffalo, of course, which we already discussed. <laughs> so, um, uh, I have a question for both of you. I'll give you both a chance to answer this. Well, two questions. One, uh, do you think that Thor is a pirate mixed with an angel? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think Just... Sarah would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he was pretty awesome looking. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I gotta agree. Um, that was a great, that was, that was a great that scene. That, that was, was a great an absolutely scene. great scene. Kind of wish he wouldn't have gotten the eye, an, an eye. Mm. I liked the one eye look on him. Yeah, I did too, actually. Me too. Really scruffy and like yeah. really badass. Yeah, there goes the King Thor reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. well. Um. Yeah. So uh, there is that, but then. Um, one criticism that I've been hearing lately is that there's this feeling that Drax has gone from a character, a three-dimensional character from the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie where he had uh, motivations and a desire to get revenge and all of this stuff to being just more comic relief now than anything else. And he oh, did have he that is. one scene where he did try to attack Thanos, but and Peter stopped him. Um but oh, actually, Mantis stopped him. But it just does it feel like he's just comic relief now, or do you feel like they need to kind of beef him up a little bit because it just doesn't feel like they're taking him seriously as a character anymore? I, I, I think I think you're right. I think he has become more comic relief than uh, a major player like he should. I mean, in the comics, and I know you always you guys are probably like rolling your eyes right now. Here goes Raker in the comics. No, no, it's again. fine. Go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> in the comics, Drax is like Hulk size, borderline Hulk strength. You know, he could probably in a fist fight go toe to toe with Thanos, you know, barring any, you know, infinity gauntlet. But yeah, in the movie, you know what I mean? Like we all know that if, you know, he would have went after Thanos, he would have, he would have, Thanos would have killed him in a punch. You know, mm-hmm. and it's and for me, you know, as a comic fan, that kind of breaks my heart to see that's what's become of Drax. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you that, you know, he has become too much comic relief compared to his, you know, significance. I mean, I think what they should have done, I mean, being that they killed all these characters, it would have been a great death, if you will. And I know that's overplayed, too, in movies for Than- for Drax to almost have defeated Thanos. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. if you would have been watching him and, you know what I mean, and he almost somehow, even though it would have been a stretch, you know, almost defeated Thanos, you know, while, while these other heroes couldn't and then suddenly lose and die, I think that would have been a more fitting scene for Drax's character. And do you think he's going to come back in the next one? Because they killed all yeah. of the Guardians of the Galaxy except for Rocket. See, the, so the, you got to expect some of them are staying dead. Yeah, I think if any of the group remains dead, it's going to be the Guardians, simply because in the comics there's there's a lot of different Guardians of the Galaxy. So they could easily replace a lot of those characters with other characters, you know what I mean, from the comics. So I think uh, it would not surprise me if the Guardian, you know what I mean, like Mantis and you know, Drax even, 
remain. Which is unfortunate because I would like to see more of them. Like, well, yeah, Mora I think has run her, run her position in there. Like we don't need to see more of her. This yeah. was a really good end to her yep. storyline. Yeah. So I, I'm fine with her not coming back. I do want to see more of Jax and Mantis. I like them both. And, you know, Groot, Thor's hammer is Groot's arm. So literally a sapling can come off of that and Groot can come back. So I'm not worried about him. I'm mm. sure he can come back. But Mantis and Drax are two people I'd like to stick around. Well, I'll tell you mm. what. From what I've heard, anybody that was dead before the snap of the fingers is dead. Is dead. Period. Yeah. Um, I do think, however, everybody else that disappeared can come back. Put it that way. Um, maybe they'll come back and then they'll <laughs> die after they come back. After they're brought back. Maybe they'll be, you know, bringing them back is one thing, but there'll be more to go in the next movie, which will, you know, cause more death, maybe. <laughs> but um, I don't think that anybody that's disappeared is gonna be dead now because they disappeared i think if if people are brought back i think they're all gonna be brought back uh that's just my opinion and who knows it could be wrong but i think they'll find a way to rewire vision and bring him back without the stone having to be a part of them it's a possibility because he's just mostly wires and you can replace the flesh (laughs) i'm sure he'll make a comeback at some point (laughs) yeah definitely um just good because he's my fave uh, all right. Is there anything else anybody wants to add here before we get into our grading system? Should we talk about how a lot of this movie was uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision? Mm. Oh, that's right. We didn't talk about them. So Scarlet Witch and Vision, um, and it was hinted at, I think, in Age of Ultron that these two might have been starting something there, but... Uh, this here, it kind of just throws them right together. Like they've been doing this for a while. I thought it was actually really good. There's scenes together. I thought they worked well. Um, you know, I think Vision, obviously, we knew he was important considering he had the stone. Um, I, I think it was heartbreaking. I, I think it was heartbreaking that she never wanted to kill him at any point in the movie. Um, I do give her all the credit in the world for destroying the stone. But if you knew the comics at all, and considering the fact that he had the time gem, I mean, I knew exactly what was going to happen. Direct, did you know what was going to happen when that, you know, when she destroyed the gem and you thought, Oh, okay. You know, she succeeded. Uh, did you know that he was just going to turn back time and, and take care of that? You know what? I'll be honest with you. I totally forgot about that. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, should, I should have been thinking, but I think I was just so caught up in the moment of a fantastic fight scene. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I was like, and then when he started to do it, I was like, ah, oh, I knew it. You know what I mean? Poor but, Wanda. But I, but I didn't think about it until, you know, till it started to happen. And it was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But no, I didn't, I didn't anticipate that instantly. So I think, and that's, and that's credit to the uh, writers, you know, writers, directors, whatever. So. And. Yeah, and another um, scene that I think deserves some discussion is the fact that um, Strange uh, told um, Iron Man very start of this that if it came down to the stone, the kid's life, or Mm. Tony's life, that he would always pick the stone. However, when Thanos was about to kill Iron Man, he gives up the stone. 
Yeah. Well, there's a reason for that because when he it's made that comment, he... it was before he went ahead and saw all saw the millions the of different yeah. possibilities. And that's so he must have known that the only outcome yeah. was him getting all the stones. Yeah. See, that's yeah. the thing because he said there's only one way this could ever. Yeah. And I think that's why he let that happen. Yep. Or exactly. he did that rather. Giving him the stone, letting him accomplish his goal, was actually the only way it would work out for them. How that's going to work out, we'll have to we'll wait see. and see. Yeah. So, definitely. All, All right. right. So, uh, let's uh, let's move down into our grading system here, guys. So, I don't uh, think this will be very hard, but yeah. Well, we'll, we'll do the <laughs> best we, across the board. The clearly. best we can. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> uh, all right. So, script pros. Uh, for me, it's a, a tight script that mixes comedy, drama, and pathos that works. Characters are paired off into groups that highlight tensions and comedic timing and group dynamics that work well. Um, cons can feel a bit overstuffed. And mm. as I said earlier, no let up from the tension, no breaks at any point. Uh, so for me, script is an A-. minus. Uh, oh. I, I know. Barry, uh what do you think well i didn't i didn't get quite as deep into it as you did michael i kept it kind of simple okay <clears throat> one of the pros of the script is it was a bold move in vanquishing some marvel favorites okay you know i thought i thought that was bold and uh i appreciate bold mm-hmm. I and agree. cons uh and we didn't talk about this so here comes a new thing i thought the death of the uh thanos's uh henchman is what are the what's what's the official title of them? Uh, like, which one? <laughs> the just that, just the children of, of Thanos. You know I mean, there's like, yeah, his children, his five uh, or four henchmen. Five that, beings of nightmares. <laughs> I I really liked them. I thought they were really cool villains, and I think they could have been used too. down the road. You know what I mean? Like if you were if there was another, you know, in the next Black Panther, you know, they're on Wakanda, and one of those villains from you know that, especially that one that a uh, big dude yeah. not the not the big well any of them actually we're still sticking the around thing with the hammer yeah like that'd been cool to see those guys you know what i mean and they yeah, are super true. powerful but yet of course you know kill them off um so that to me that was a that was a negative in the script <clears throat> but overall excuse me um overall it's an a script is an a <laughs> okay yeah, the script's pretty phenomenal. You know, it is a two and a half hour long movie, but I mean, look at the amount of characters that are involved. Uh, the script you have to write for the fact that they were able to write that script and all this dialogue for these characters and have everyone have a, right? a time to shine. Like yeah. that says something. And the fact that like, they even brought back the Red Skull, somebody we had talked yeah. about when we reviewed the first Avenger. They were like, right. he's never coming back. <laughs> Right. <laughs> sure enough, like it wasn't Hugo Weaving, but the character still came back. So he he did a good job. He did a good job. Yeah. The guy that played yeah. him, like that was, that was great. Totally, I thought it was Hugo Weaving until I saw the credits. I'm like, yeah. oh. Okay. And, <laughs> I that, totally and I thought that, and I thought, and I thought that was brilliant bringing him in like that. Yeah, what a great role to have. Like mm-hmm. that just fitted it perfectly. So yeah. yeah, I have to give it an a high A on my part. Ooh, she she avoided the plus, but. It's a high A. Okay. <laughs> Gotta leave that wiggle room. <laughs> sorry, Michael. Okay, sorry. Uh, 
negative Nancy. Apparently. Gee whiz. Giving a minus. You're getting attacked. Um, yes. All right. So acting. Uh, are there mm-hmm. any standout performances? Yes, on my part. Who are the standout performances? Uh, I picked uh, Robert Downey Jr. I mean, really, everybody does an excellent job. But if I had to highlight Robert, ah. um, I thought Josh Brolin. Uh, of course. Yes. Um, Zoe Saldana, I think, did a great job as mm-hmm. Gamora, given especially her storyline and uh, how everything went down. I thought she really brought out a lot of emotion, like the scene where she kills Thanos. I think she kills Thanos and she breaks mm-hmm. down crying because she hates him, but yet she loves him at the same time. Right. Um, you can tell. And then um, I think, you know, Chris Hemsworth, I think, did a really great job in this movie as he's been doing with Thor lately. I think he really has been able to bring out some different layers of of Thor mm-hmm. and um, I think he did that here too but I think Josh Brolin for me is the really big standout out of everybody yep. however um, yep. that's a performance that is deserving of praise uh, any bad performances um, you know you you talked about um, what's his name um, Ruffalo. Ruffalo Mark Ruffalo I, I have to agree I wouldn't call it a bad <laughs> performance I would Jeez. I would probably call it an okay performance I get what you guys are saying I can't disagree Honestly, with that, it's correct. So, but I don't think it's a bad performance. <laughs> so, law. Uh, yes, It'd be bad for your health, Michael. For me, the acting is an A. A fair grade. Go Sorry. ahead, Sarah. All right. So, stand-up performances, like everyone, really, most of them, all brought their A game. Um, yeah, Gamora, she, like you said, did a really fantastic job. Um, I like the fact they brought in Peter, Peter Dinklage. Like, <laughs> I wasn't expecting him to show up. And, like, the fact they made him, like, a giant dwarf is kind of amazing. Yeah. I liked that. And, you know, this is one, like, I've always been kind of, like, Captain America, he's so vanilla, I just don't care. But I really liked him in this, in this movie. Like, I actually cared about what happened to him. Uh, so I thought everyone did a really great job. And, like you said, bad performances ruffalo but even it's not a bad performance it's just a strange one for him because it wasn't the norm like usually he brings just a little bit more um yeah i can't think of anybody else that did bad performance other than of course Gwyneth paltrow like she's just always a negative but um other than that (laughs) other than that i'd give it an a (laughs) um yep you guys pretty much said it brolin you know, he I thought his character and I think a lot of that's because he was a new character to the MCU. I mean, we've seen, you know, Hemsworth. We've seen uh, Downey Jr. You know, we've seen multiple facets of them um, just doing great work. Uh, but Berlin, we hadn't seen before. And I, I was not expecting this great of a performance from him, but I was wrong. Like, I mean, I expected a good one from him. Josh Berlin's Josh Berlin. Mm-hmm. But I think he just—I think he stole the show. I think he did too. Um, so he definitely gets my standout performance award. Uh, bad performance award goes to you know. I, I still got to give it to Ruffalo. You know, I mentioned it earlier. I just—I don't know if it was a script issue or maybe he couldn't pull off the script or whatever. But yeah, I mean, he just always had that kind of a dumb look on his face when he was trying to do stuff, and I was just like, what? Like. I don't know. I, I just think, you know, like he, he was like celebrating in the Hulk arm, the Hulk, Hulkbuster armor, you know, even that seemed kind of fake, you know, I don't know. I just, I just think it was, and it's a shame too, because I do like Mark Ruffalo I, a lot as Banner, but. Trying too hard to make him funny too much. Yes. Attempting to go. inject comedy too much. I think <clears throat> making him 
you know, adding some humor no. is fine, but yep. I think they tried too hard there. Yep, I agree. I agree. He's a more somber being. I think they tried too hard in Ragnarok, too. And okay. unfortunately, some of that comedy that supposedly is in Banner carried over, but no, I'm sorry. I mean, it shouldn't. I mean, I think the real Banner that we know is from like Age of Ultron Banner. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So that's my bad performance, if you will. It's not even a bad one. It's just the worst that on that particular fantastic movie. Grade A. Okay. okay. Yeah. A is across the board. Yep. A is across the board here, Michael. All right. Yes. I'm in line with everybody else, apparently. Lucky. All right. Directing. How good was the directing? Um, I put, given the monumental task ahead of them, oh. it's amazing how great the Russos did here. They uh, have an excellent I'm... eye for the for design, and they do a fantastic job of framing the action scenes, especially. I thought were were excellent. Uh, well done. Uh, I just think in general, they're fantastic. They storyboard everything to death. I mean, they know before they even start shooting a film exactly what this movie is going to look like in their heads, and they go out and they do it. It is just exceptionally well done. Look, they're not going to no- get nominated for an Oscar for this no. movie. It's just so not going to happen. But if things were fair, they probably yeah. should, honestly. And that that some people might hear this and say, dude, you're crazy. That's You're nuts. But think about the task of this movie and how hard it was <sighs> to make this. It is crazy that they even got this done uh, and that the movie is as good as it is, which I think is stellar. You know, so so let me guess a D plus. It gets mm-hmm. a F for me. Oh, no, uh, um, it is. I'm sorry. It. I'm exceeding your expectations, Rick. I'm going <laughs> F. Um, actually, I'm going. I'm going an F minus. Oh, okay. Right. All right. Yeah, that's that's what I thought you were going. Ooh, um, that's, that's a tough one. Actually, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna give I'm gonna give them an A plus on this, and I don't give out A pluses all that often. No, you don't. This no. is a moment, people. Mark this on your calendar. I was very impressed with how well they did. Yeah. The day that Michael gave out an A. <laughs> mark right. it down, people, in history. Just mark it on your calendar. I'm just going to say ditto. Yeah, like, I'm I, inclined I, to agree. Yeah. Okay. We, I, I don't need to elaborate anymore. I mean, it was a humongous task. Mm-hmm. And they did it. They did it in spades. Yeah, did it with style. Did it with a style. Plus a for Avengers. Uh, all right, special like, effects. Like um, if applicable, mm. how good or bad are the special effects? I put uh, exceptional, period. <laughs> right. I put nearly perfect. <laughs> yeah. I think they saw a shot, a couple of shots yep. in the movie, which I thought maybe could have benefited yeah, for a little more so, time. Uh, but when you're looking I at think, the- I think it was whole, I think it was when uh, my issue was when Tony, Tony G's, when uh, Ruffalo was in the Hulk, Hulkbuster armor. Yep. It almost looked too superimposed. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, that's that's where I was like, ah, no. You know what I mean? Something like, like his shoulders didn't quite line up like if he were really in the suit in that pose. His head so, was so small there it in comparison. Yeah, yeah, something was something was off about that. Yeah. Something was off about that. And that's that's where I that's where I say nearly perfect. There was actually a shot on Titan with Thanos oh. that I saw that I, I just thought that was a little off for mm, me. Okay, but, was it when he was like kind of walking and you could see the background behind him and it looked kind of right. Fakey, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. That was it, but I mean, that's nitpicking yeah. what otherwise was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so well done. <laughs> so for me, uh, I'm gonna go uh, crazy and give you an A plus twice in this. Holy 
Because I think the special effects were that amazing. I think directing and special effects were just outstanding here. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at the way Tony's suit morphed when it needed to. How sweet was that? Oh, it's so awesome. (laughs) That was so so awesome. awesome. And the Iron Spider. Uh, yeah, but I still that like that. That was cool, yeah. I still like, I I like, still like the uh, comic Iron Spider better. Right, but it's, still. As awesome as it was in the most movie, you know, the blue and the red, but nothing beats the red and gold right. Iron Spider. That is just the most awesome costume ever. But nevertheless, yeah, that was sweet. Especially the way he moved around with those legs. Yep. Ah, oh, man, yep. brilliant. It was great. Brilliant. Yeah, cool. uh, Sarah, what about you for special effects? Um, did out. Did out. There we go. Yeah. They're pretty flippant, amazing. I mean, holy crap. Like the monumental task you had to do with all these things. Like the amount of time, I can't even imagine. So, and it's an A plus for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to just give it an A. I'm not going to quite give it the plus just because of those two little flaws. I, I know. I know. I just, I, I think given the grand scale of what yeah. they're oh, doing. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I can see where the plus totally comes from. Yeah. But. Right. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to be a little nitpicky like you are on occasion, Michael. Okay. Thank you. You know what I did miss, though, from this movie is um, the woman who talked, Karen, who talks in Spider-Man suit. You remember her? Oh, yeah. Because it's Jennifer Connelly and she's married to Paul Bettany, who's Vision and was originally Robert Downey Jr.'s talking head thing. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool to hear her on occasion. I yeah, agree. that's the one character they kind of forgot about. But yeah, her yeah. And Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, you could have you could have had some. Not that they needed any funny moments or more funny moments, but no, that would have been cool to hear a couple. Yeah, things. I love her. Yeah, she was agreed. she was good comic relief. Yep, but that, that just popped into my head. But yeah, <laughs> that was also one thing I wish had been in the movie. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Editing and pacing. How good is the editing and pacing in this movie? Uh, the pacing is, is breakneck. I've alluded to this earlier. Uh, pretty much from yes. start to finish, given how much storyline and characters are there to take care of. It's understandable, though. They didn't have, you know, like I said earlier, the time to stop every so often to kind of give you a chance to catch your breath and prepare for the next wave of action and craziness that you're about to encounter. But um, on the whole... I thought that it was it was well edited and everything. I, I'll give the editing and pacing an A minus. Good, sir. Minus. <laughs> uh, well, I think the editing is pretty great because just to like give an example of like how captivating the pacing was. Like five minutes into this movie, I had downed half my large drink and already had to go to the bathroom. But I was like, okay, I'm just going to wait for a break in the movie. And that never happened. And literally two and a half hours went by and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> so that says something when it's that captivating that you forget even your body. <laughs> right. So it's an, it's an A for me for editing and pacing. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I know it was super quick and I know it was like nonstop. But, you know, as, as much as it was nonstop, then they would throw in scenes that were even more brilliant you know and i know i've used the word brilliant overkill tonight (laughs) um but like you know it's like fast 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 and all of a sudden here comes thorm and storm (laughs) Storm. i like it Stormbreaker. here comes (laughs) thor and stormbreaker you know to fight thanos and it's like oh my god even more you know what i mean like just when you thought you know you couldn't get any more intense like here comes that you know just i give it an a okay i'm just gonna shut up (laughs) a 
All right. All right, so we're now to our final <laughs> thoughts. Actually, you know what? I'm going to introduce one other grade on this podcast, and we're going to introduce it tonight. What, Michael? It is rewatchability. Oh, I like that. I like that better. There's actually. a new grade we're putting like, into it. We're starting it yeah. tonight. Um, I think we. I think we should dump one of the other ones and add that one personally. Okay. Uh, because that, that, the, it cut out on me. Oh, rewatchability. Ooh, I rewatchability. like it. I like yeah, that. right. That's yep. nice. Okay, so um, we'll go quickly. Uh, a plus, I think for me, <laughs> I I could watch this movie anytime, anywhere. Jeez. Just say, hey, do you want to watch Avengers: Infinity War? Be like, sign me up. Let's now he's it. just making up grades so he can throw A plus in there. He now That's he's just right. making up like things, titles. Oh, and I give it an A plus. Yep, yep. His wife's gonna be so impressed of him getting like A pluses. Yeah, right. It's like it's like that. Teacher, she'll appreciate. It's like that scene in um, a Christmas story whenever he daydreams that the teacher uh, reads his his um his. Or was it a a thing on the beat Red Rider BB gun? And she right. gets up and she's like A plus and plus mm, and plus and that's... like all across the board. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I think rewatch seriously the rewatchability of this movie is oh. at worst an A for me. <laughs> right. At worst an A. Um, yeah, I'm I'm actually dying to see it a second time. Yeah. Like I can't. I'm trying to think. Okay, before I see Deadpool, how many times can I see this? Yeah, like <laughs> which unbelievable. Time yeah, How much free right? time do I have? Yeah, mm-hmm. unbelievable. And unbelievable. yeah, so uh, I'm going to give it an A plus. Yep, rewatchability A plus from Raker. All right, it's an A for me. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so I got to take away that plus. Okay, fine. Right, Spoil yeah. sport. <laughs> uh, all right, so final grades. Um, for me, uh, Avengers: Infinity War stands as a crowning achievement, particularly given the ten year lead up to the story, the massive cast of characters. And all the attention needed to spread out to those characters and to the storyline and make sure that we understand where the characters are coming from. And that includes the bad guy or, quote unquote, the antagonist. Um, The fact that Thanos comes across as such a well-rounded three-dimensional character is in and of itself an amazing accomplishment. Um, the, the consequences to his actions are, are a credit to both the screen, screenwriters and, I think, Josh Brolin as an actor. All in all, this movie feels like a small miracle. An I, like a. That. I like that. Yes. I like that. An A for me. All right. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Sir, right. first. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, final grade. High A. Hi, A. I, ah, yeah, you know, this is probably as close to an A plus as I will ever give a movie. Like what? You don't think Labyrinth is an A plus? Like um, it's totally better than this. You just, t- you just tainted this broadcast. With <laughs> I would say, I mean, and trust me, I would say this is the greatest movie in geekdom. This, wow. this, Damn. yeah, this is the greatest comic book movie ever seen. You know, like they say, the story of Jesus is the greatest story ever told or whatever. This is the greatest comic movie ever made. Not a doubt in my mind. This was, I just, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was the religion of geekdom. Yeah, yeah. Like in Planet Geekdom, this is the best movie ever made. <laughs> I mean, just, just unbelievable. Every, everything we said tonight, like, you know what I mean? Like, just, wow. Did, did so much did so much and it was brazen Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, yes. and that had ma- magnificent acting. And it's a cliffhanger to a degree. You know what I mean? I mean, I know earlier I said that, you know, it could work as a standalone, but it can also work as a cliffhanger. Um, uh, final thought. There it is. Final thoughts. Probably the greatest comic book movie I've ever seen. You know, yeah. I can't even say probably. It is the greatest comic book <laughs> movie at this point that I've it's ever true. seen. Yeah. yeah. Before I jump into my final thoughts, I almost forgot to ask. Did you guys watch the ending? Like the after the credits? Oh, the post credits. Uh, let me think. Yeah. Let me think. Did Raker sit through a Marvel movie <laughs> to see the post credits? Um, no, actually. Stupid uh, question. Sorry. No, I ran out to my Come on, Sarah. car so I could watch uh, the room with. Uh... <laughs> hey. But hey. it's cool that we got the Marvel signal. Yep. Yes. Yep. So we see. Yeah, we know yeah. three Lars is coming down the pipe. Which my goal uh, is we just. Ah. Uh, hey. <laughs> Post credit grade. Um, <laughs> A plus 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 plus. Right. See, we like, made it better. Be an A minus, but then Brie Larson just like just, the signal for Brie Larson came in. We could have just seen yeah. her for a second. That's what this I was movie, hoping. Like this, when I saw that symbol, yeah. I was like, "Oh, are we going to see her?" And then it's like, "Okay, I guess it's still cool." Trust me, I will be. I will be a Captain Marvel opening night. Oh, I know oh. you will be. You'll be camping outside waiting for the first showing. I'm really I'm pretty excited about it. I'm not like dying. I think I'm more reason I'm excited about it is because of what we just saw. You know yeah. what I mean? I think I think uh, Infinity War really hyped up Captain Marvel without even, you know, having to say her name. Yep. Oh, so yeah. the only thing I don't like about it is thus far from what I understand of Captain Marvel is that it's a timepiece, like takes place back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. So oh, I'm, the 90s. yeah, I know, but I I don't like that. I don't like going back in time. I don't like that type of stuff. I want to know what happens next. <laughs> I want to know what happened either. Yeah, literally, you know, at the moment, you know, like kind of how they picked up on this movie right after Ragnarok. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's how I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever, I guess you know. Hey, these guys know what they're doing. So <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll worried. let it happen. Yeah. All right, Sarah, you're up. But yeah, final grades, yeah, out there. It's a high A for me as well. It's pretty amazing all around. One of the best yep. Marvel movies, if not the oh. best Marvel movie yep. out there. Best Marvel movie. Awesome. So I think we're all in agreement there. <coughs> yeah. Oh, just when you, just yeah. When you think it couldn't be done. You, know, you see Black Panther and you're like, man. Actually, before we go here, I would like to say, you know, I brought this up two weeks ago, maybe three, I can't remember, when I compared... <laughs> this to star wars now what do we say is this empire strikes back is that what you're saying <laughs> i'm just saying like where does this stand and you know cinema lore here is this is this the new star wars because I, as great I, as star wars is i think marvel is starting to take over i i don't think there's a doubt i mean look you can look at it this way it's not okay so star wars had three movies, but considering when they came out mm. and you know the state of the, how things were at the time, you know back in the seventies and the early eighties, yeah, it's a different time period. And a single movie or a single trilogy, when trilogies didn't happen at the time, yeah, could point. take a hold of an entire society in a way which had never been really, really, really had been done before, and. So now we jump forward. The fact that it's able to, to do what it's done is amazing. 
I think given how much sequels are just part of going to Mm -hmm. movies, it's taken almost 20 movies to get there Mm because I think it would just have to, but I agree. I think, I think it's now the new star Wars. Yeah. I I mean, how, how can it not be? It, It already, you know, it just brought in the biggest opening of all time. Oh. Breaking Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what? Yeah, it's a slow <laughs> burn. That's a slow buildup. That's, mm. But it's come to that point where it's so massive and people are so invested that it is, you know, the level of Star Wars. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And I, and I think a lot of people are just like, oh, my God, is, you know, what I mean, like, you know, it, you know, I'm a sports guy, too. I love sports. And, you know, they always compare Jordan and LeBron. You know, this is almost like that. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like comparing Jordan to LeBron. This is like Star Wars and Marvel. Yep. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're both yeah. pretty powerhouse. The only, yeah. The only difference is I love Star Wars and Marvel and I don't like LeBron. But nevertheless. Ah, that's okay. <laughs> uh, that's what counts. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's definitely on that level. So. Yeah. All right, everyone. I think that's it for this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed this uh, podcast on Avengers Infinity War. Uh, we don't know yet. And for the spoiler-free section. Um... We don't have any. For... Nope. <laughs> no, I, I kid, Michael. Oh, okay. I kid. Oh, yeah. I say, no, no, we no. should drop a spoiler <laughs> thing in the beginning of this episode. We didn't, I don't think. Yeah. Spider-Man dies. Um, <laughs> let me see. <laughs> Yep. Everyone dies. I'll put it in the, I'll, I'll put it in the I'll put it in the title. Spoiler warning. Um yep. Yeah, so we'll hope you guys uh come back uh, next week for our next review. We don't actually know what we're gonna review next, um, yeah. but we'll figure it out between now and then. So yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Uh can't wait to uh get to Deadpool and Solo and so many awesome movies yes. coming out this summer. Yes. All right, everyone. Uh well. Sarah, Barry, say bye to our lovely audience. Bye, lovely audience. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We will see you guys next time. Thanks for joining the Freaking Geeks podcast. Thanks for listening to the Freaking Geeks podcast. Be sure to visit FreakingGeeks.com as well as our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash Freaking Geeks for more great content. Also, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Trust us, it really helps. Now, if you'd like to write into the podcast and share your thoughts and ask questions, you can do so by sending your email to freakinggeeksmedia at gmail.com. You can contact Michael on Twitter using at Michael underscore Lanage. You can contact Sarah on Twitter using at LabyrinthRose or at FreakGeeks. Just don't contact Barry. <laughs> Do not try to reach out to Barry. He will not listen. That's right. That too busy if you would like to discuss a grade, my office hours are... <laughs> too busy watching Labyrinth. <laughs> well, who wouldn't be? They re-released that. Yeah, I heard it came back yeah. to theaters in the States. Yeah, I, I it wasn't around here, but I did see that they re-released it. They did it a couple years ago, too, for like the uh, 20th. 20th or 25th anniversary. Uh, Uh, And I went down to the States with my mom to go see it.